Welcome back to another episode of Keeping Tabs. Today, I interview an amazing community member, local celebrity. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, 32 Below, Froyo and more. Brand new frozen yogurt shop opening here in North Idaho, in Coeur d'Alene. They will have frozen yogurt, adult floats, bites, and much more. So make sure you follow them on all their social media and keep up to date on what's happening with them. Now, let's get started. I interview Ryan Bones, an amazing community member, business owner, just extraordinary person. So, here we go. Ready. I have Ryan Bones, the infamous Ryan Bones with me today, finally got to talk to the celebrity. Um, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, tell us a little bit about you. If, if someone's watching and doesn't know Ryan Bones, he's a chiropractor, owns his own practice, is an amazing community member. Tell us a little bit about you and how you got into chiropractic care. Oh, man. Okay. Um, well, a little bit about me. Um, so we have, my when I say we, my wife Cassidy and I have Beyond Bones Chiropractic in Riverstone here in beautiful Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Uh, I'm originally from rural South Dakota, farm boy, born and raised, despite the fact that you probably cannot tell anymore. Uh, and then did my undergrad in Nebraska, got a biological sciences degree, got my doctorate down in Dallas, Texas, and then moved up to Coeur d'Alene. Um, I've always loved mountains and lakes and trees, and so here I am. And uh, I've, it's been just over four years now that we've been open, um, which is crazy to say. I, I can't believe that it's been four years. I can't believe it's only been four years. Um, and uh, a lot of ups and downs in both business and life in four years. Uh, but here we are doing better than ever. And uh, it's an honor to be a part of this community. Um, I've got to dive in and, and join a few other organizations. Uh, I'm currently serving as the president of the Kootenai County Young Professionals. I'm also on the board of directors for Heritage Health here locally. Uh, and then nationally, I'm on the board of directors for the International Federation of Chiropractors and Organizations. Um, and, you know, occasionally I have other time for nothing else. That's what I was going to say is what do you do in your free time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like photography and long boat rides. Oh, I was going to I thought you were going to say long walks on the beach or something. I was, but that's too cliche. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so like what, what made you like, was there a moment as a child that you were like, hey, I'm going to be a chiropractor? Yes, actually, there was. Um, I was a really weird little kid. And I had always been like five years older in my head than I was physically. Um, and so when I was in like even late elementary school, like early junior high, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And so I, growing up on a farm, had that experience, but knew that it probably wasn't going to be for me forever. And so I thought, man, I, I want to find something where I can take care of people, um, use my brain, um, get to know people and have relationships um, with people kind of long term. Um, so I wanted to be a doctor, but I was like, well, I don't want to be a surgeon or something like that because I want to actually interact with people more and I want to see them more than like once a year. But I also want to be able to set all my own hours and do kind of my own thing in my own business um and so i started going to a chiropractor when i was probably about uh, 10 maybe um because i played basketball a lot as a kid and took a charge one time 
and uh, hurt my low back and could like, not walk very well at all. Um, I'm not going to say I could barely walk because I've seen people could barely walk, but um, I was not moving very well. And thankfully, my tiny town of a thousand people had a good chiropractor, and I started going regularly, not just to get fixed, but to keep myself in the optimal shape for playing and everything like that. Uh, and then when I got to probably about 12 or 13, um, I was, I talked to some family friends who were doctors and talked to, all shattered different, a few different things. And um, I finally, it just clicked for me one day, like, I'm, I'm going to be a chiropractor. Like, it's, it's perfect. It's everything I want. You know, I like the philosophy of it where I, I don't get to, I, I don't have to add something into the body. I love that I just walk into this guy's office and he works with me with his hands and I walk out. I'm a better person. I love that. I thought that was so cool. Um, I love that he got to set his own hours and run his own business and do things his way. Um, and so it really clicked. So all the way through high school, I was the guy who's going to be a chiropractor um, and then kind of was able to laser beam my way through college and chiropractic school because I always knew that I was going to open my own practice. And so I got to prepare for that so that when I moved inevitably to Coeur d'Alene, I was able to hit the ground running. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I guess what, I mean, you didn't, you wanted to have your own practice, obviously, like, is it, you didn't want to work with, you know, go and work under someone. What made you want to have your own practice? I think I'm just too independent and too unique <laughs> and too, um, too much of an individual to try to fit in to anything. Um, I knew that in order for it to be the truest expression of myself, it was going to have to be built from scratch. Um, and so that's what we did with Bumbun's Carpet. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So uh, favorite restaurant in Coeur d'Alene? Oh my gosh, that's tough. Uh, I'm going to have to say Tony's on the lake on the patio during the summer at sunset is my favorite place to be. Yes, that's a great spot. I agree. Um, so favorite music? Favorite? Oh my gosh. All right. You can ask anyone. I, I listen to almost everything. Uh, anyone who can be on Bones Chiropractic knows that on any given day, you have absolutely no idea what is going to be playing on, on our, our sound system. I mean, we've had Disney Day. We oh. had, um, we did a tour of the world last week, which I thought was a lot of fun. Josie was just behind the front desk and she was just picking different countries music. And so we were touring around the world musically. Um, we'll have old school gold classic country playing in here. Um, we'll have rock, we'll have rap. I, li I listen to EDM a lot actually, because when I study or when I am reading, when I'm working on notes, EDM just vibes with my brain because I'm real ADD. But if I have just a steady beat, it's almost like my brain sinks to that and then I can just work and I can just work. I can work. And so EDM, I listen to a ton of EDM, but my favorite genre of music is classic old school heavy metal. Really? Believe it or not, Iron Maiden is probably my favorite band of all time. You're throwing a lot of curveballs at me. I know I am, right? Like I said, I love all music, but uh, at any given time, if you got into my vehicle, it's probably either going to be uh, on like Ozzy's Boneyard or Hair Nation on Satellite XM, or it's going to be on BBM listening to uh, EDM. That's awesome. I love, I love that. I love when you surprise somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your, I guess, favorite and least favorite thing about having your practice? Hmm. 
least favorite thing I think is that work never stops. Um, in that if we're out at dinner, Cassie and I, inevitably we're going to be talking probably about the practice. Um, if I'm in the community, I'm representing practice, which is good and bad. Um, cause you always got to be on, you always got to be ready. You always got to be the absolute best version of yourself. Um, you know, you're, you're always constantly thinking about where are we at for revenue for this month? Like, are we going to be able to make overhead? Oh my gosh. You know, the, the team was struggling a bit this week. What are we going to do about that? Oh, uh, you know, we really, we see these other, uh, you know, the chiropractors that I follow, they're doing this, like we need to start doing that. And so th- it never shuts off, mm-hmm. uh, when you're owning your own business, you're always on, you're always working. So that tends to wear on you. Um, however, I think the best part about it is getting to build something that's bigger than myself, um, getting to create a legacy and create a namesake for myself, um, and getting to impact the world my way, um, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And not a lot of people get to do that. Um, and so if I want to, uh, start a marketing campaign doing this cool let's do it like that's awesome if i want to wear bright crazy colored shirts i can do that if i want to wear jordan's to work i can do that if i want to listen to edm i can do that um if i want to go to my family's cabin for a week which we're doing next week cool we just schedule it in and and it's done i don't have to apply for time off i don't have to um you know hope, hope i get days off or anything like that so that part the freedom and the flexibility, the legacy that comes with it is probably all my favorite. That is awesome. So what is uh, one piece of advice you would give a younger Ryan? So many. Um, be smarter with your money. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that. Um, I, when I first opened, um, I definitely think I spent a lot of money on a lot of things that I did not have to spend it on or, you know, was the first guy to, yes, I'll sponsor that. Like, absolutely. Yes, I'll do this. But I didn't really budget where that was going and how that was being spent out. And so then inevitably I would get to the month end or quarter end and I'd be like, oh my God, where did all our money go? <laughs> um, and it was because I'd spent it on stuff. And so um, I think I learned through the last four years that while um, a super nice car is cool, nice clothes are cool, a nice watch is cool. What's even cooler is being financially stable. And that sounds super lame and super it's boring. Not, it's not. But I, but I promise, like, not having the stress of the debit card roulette when you go to the keypad of, wow, God, I really hope that goes through. Like, that is way cooler to me than any clothes or anything like that. Um, And so thank God Cassidy is better at that stuff than I am. And she helps, helps keep us on budget and on track um, so that we can not have to worry about it. And if we have the opportunity to go do something cool or take a trip or um, for us, we've been reinvesting in ourselves a lot lately with coaching and masterminds and seminars. Um, And some of these things are things that three years ago in practice, I would never would have had the opportunity to do that. But because I've, delayed gratification in other areas. Um, I'm seeing the dividends of that now. Oh, that's really cool. Um, so uh, we all, the hot topic is COVID. Um, it's, it's a you know, and we're dealing with it really hard and especially it's hitting small communities, um, you know, our small businesses. How has it affected you guys? 
I took this a lot. Um, we at first thought that it, you know, oh, it's okay, it's not going to be that big a deal. Like come, you know, end of um, gosh, like I guess February and into March, right? And then I specifically remember the weekend where we had like a big wind, kind of like winter windstorm. Um, but at the same time, all the news is coming out about kind of how how bad things were actually becoming and how um, transmittable it was and. And so we were starting to see things close and like uh, Cass and I were actually on a little couple's getaway to Sandpoint. We were in an Airbnb, lost power because of the windstorm. And then we were sitting there and the whole time we were just like, again, never turns off, right? We're supposed to be up in this couple's getaway. And all we could think about was, holy crap, what are we going to do for the next few months? How is this going to affect us? What do we need to change? Um, we need to order this. We need to order this. We need to go back. We don't have any of this. We, we were freaking out. Um, and then got back into the practice, completely changed kind of sanitation procedures and stuff like that. But then we learned even more, found out like asymptomatic carriers and everything about that. So we we're like, man, we can't say with confidence that, that we don't have it right now. So the only way to be safe and protect our business for the long haul is to do a preventive and proactive two week closure so that we'd self-quarantine, get tested, make sure we were all clear, and then come back with all new systems and procedures and safety precautions. And so that's what we did. Um, we closed for two weeks. We, well, I mean, if you think we went on vacation those two weeks, you're crazy. We were in the practice probably more hours in those two weeks than we are in a normal week. Because, I mean, we had we have these gigantic sticky notes that are like this big. And, and we had like everything that we needed to do to get ready written down. Uh, we were sanitizing the office. We got rid of all our furniture. We got scrubs and masks and gloves. Um, we, we developed all new flow procedures for patients. We obviously had to cancel. We're normally booked about two or three weeks out with appointments. Um, and we, we, we see on average you know, anywhere between 150 to 200 patients a week. And so we had to cancel all of those um, and then reschedule them. But in order to put that into the new flow that we had with separated, um, farther spaced visits, yeah. it meant when we came back on April 4th, 5th, 1st, somewhere in there, maybe somewhere in there. It all blends together now. Yeah, um, like we, we were doing 12 hour days, six days a week when we first came back in order to simply get in all the people we needed to get in and get them taken care of while still having the, the proper procedures. Um, you know, this is all while masked up and gloved up and scrubbed up and no furniture in the office. We had like the lines and the X's, we had the whole, the whole deal um, with all new team members. Um, and so it was, it was a lot of stress. Um, obviously being closed for two weeks isn't exactly in your budget normally. Um, and so that freaked us out. Um, and we had to, you know, scramble and find ways to make that work for us. Um, and then we came back and honestly, it was amazing. We, we barely dropped off in the visits that we were seeing before the visits that we were seeing after, which is a huge anomaly almost. I mean, most, I'll just say, speak for chiropractic offices. Most chiropractic offices weren't really experiencing that. Uh, most were, were down a fair bit. Uh, but I think because we communicated extremely well with our patients, um, with our community, we brought value in the two weeks that we were closed through online interviews, um, through emails, through blog posts. Um, and then we came back and were protected and did things the right way. Um, I think all of those compounded 
to keep our business at the level that it was at, which was amazing. Um, and, and since then, we have actually gone up um, and we're currently seeing records right now for our practice for that, that we haven't set in, in a couple of years. I mean, if that, um, and so it's, it was a, what could have been a humongous loss of momentum. I think we took that and we use it appropriately to slingshot, you know, you get pulled back before you rock it forward. And I think we use that for our business to capitalize, if you will, um, on the downtime and uh, have came back stronger than ever. That's amazing. Good for you guys. Um, yeah, it's a, that's a lot. That's, I mean, with the COVID, I mean, it's really, it, it's made us very all creative in what we're doing, um, especially with nonprofits. Yeah. I know you're involved with nonprofits and stuff too, whether you serve on a board, um, we've all had to get really creative. Uh, do you guys have any projects coming up? I know you do some fundraisers in the office, more event style. Do you have any other thing coming up or anything health related? Um, any projects in the works? We always got stuff going on. Um, <laughs> yes, that's why I asked it. Our, our, uh, our big thing right now for the office is that we're hiring. Um, and so that is a currently uh, internal project that we're taking on um, because we're looking to find some more good people to help join us and take care of the world. Um, our goal is to hire two new associate doctors, wow. um, a brand new front desk, a brand new, well, which actually a patient concierge, which we, we really like, um, and then a chiropractic assistant to help the doctors with all the administrative side of, of being a doctor. Um, and uh, we're going to really expand our team so we can better serve people. Right now, it's about a three plus week wait to get into the office as a new patient. Um, and so that's a long time and we don't, we don't like that it's that long, but we only have so many hours and so many slots and it's just me right now. Um, and so we really want to bring some people who can help us help more people. Um, so people can get in and get the care that they need and deserve so they can live their life without their body holding them back. Um, externally, we, uh, when, when we were closed, we started a fun little campaign where we would just go put um, uh, like a hundred dollar gift card at some random place and just let people go get whatever it was. You know, at first it was, um, like frontline workers, healthcare workers, first responders, and we did coffee and then we did cosmic cowboy. Uh, and then we did bottles of wine and we did big pickles and we did lots of stuff. So that was so well received. And we had so much fun doing that, that we, we kind of regrouped, planned out 52 weeks of it. Um, and so we're going to be launching a year of giving. And so we're going to do a new spot kind of at random. Well, it's not actually at random. We're correlating it to fun, wacky national holidays. Um, but every, I think, I think we're going to do it on Saturdays when we launch it. Um, but every Saturday at a different spot that we'll announce on Saturday, we'll, uh, we'll have just a gift card there where anybody and everybody can go can get something on us. And uh, we really had fun doing that. And if we're being honest from, from a, if we want to look at it from like a marketing standpoint, um, because I, this is a, I think this is a business based podcast, right? Um, the ROI that we saw on those hundred dollar tabs was 10 times, uh, because the shares that we got, the, the word of mouth that it created, the great goodwill that it created between the business and the community and us, I mean, some of that stuff is priceless and you can't, you, you can't even calculate that. But for us, a hundred dollars a week to, to build and generate that. And especially when we keep it going and do it for a whole year, 
um, it's a phenomenal idea. So if anybody wants to rip us off and uh, also put $100 tabs at different spots and help our community, challenge accepted. Go do it. Oh, that's amazing. And I mean, I, all these businesses are probably like so grateful that you're choosing them, especially during the last couple months. I mean, right. It was it's a win, win, win because the, the business gets supported because inevitably what we did was like, oh, you know, it's good for a cup of coffee, right? But maybe they got other people in the car and they got to they get a couple cups of coffee or they get a snack or whatever. Inevitably, it's going to drive more revenue to that business. It's going to help the community and it helps us. So it's a total try-win scenario. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, next question is, um, what is one life lesson you've learned the hard? No, that's not, I've already asked that. I was like, wait a second. I've already asked that question. Didn't I? Did I just ask that one? Uh, no, I'd have a different answer for that one. Yes, I think I asked you something else. <laughs> you said, what would, I, what would I tell younger Ryan? There it is. It's, it's um, Saturday. What is one life lesson I have learned the hard way? Yeah. I mean, lots of them. I, like to, I tend to like to learn things the hard way, apparently. Um, I would say one of the biggest ones, and if I, I'm being very vulnerable. Um, so I was, I was previously married before Cassidy. Uh, when I was in chiropractic school and um, long, long story short, um, uh, my ex-wife had an affair and then ran away with a CrossFit coach. We had a plan to open up in Bellingham, Washington. We had our business plan put together. We had everything. And this is about six months before I graduated. So it was having the rug pulled out completely from underneath me. Um, and I, I didn't know where I was going to go or what I was going to do. Um, what it taught me is that even when things go horribly wrong, it's, if you react to it positively, things can go tremendously right. And I now look back and, and thank the stars that that happened because it led me to find Coeur d'Alene. It led me to find Cassidy. It led me to open Beyond Bones Chiropractic. Like none of that would have happened. Oh, it, it, it indirectly got me my first um, TEDx talk, which got me my second TEDx talk. Story, my first TEDx talk, um, my buddy Jake drug me to a networking event because I was like basically being super sad at home. This was weeks after everything happened. I was being super sulky at home. So he drug me to a networking event in Dallas that's where I met the person that picks the talent for TEDx SMU. And that's how I got that. So again, it's one of those things where it's hard to appreciate the heat when you're walking through the fire, but it showed me that things can get completely taken away from you, but you can recover and actually have things work out for the better. Mm, that's perfect. What are uh, three personality traits people would say about you? <laughs> Is loud a personality trait? Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say people, okay, um, loud would probably be on there, um, but in lots of ways, from the way I dress to the way I um, interact with people to the way I talk, I'm just loud. I'm a loud personality. Um, I'm also, I would say, incredibly outgoing. Uh, those two probably go hand in hand, but I, I've never met a stranger, basically. Um, and you can throw me into any type of environment with almost any type of people, and I will come out with a bunch of friends. Uh, so I'm very thankful for that. I got that from my dad. Um, and then I would say 
my third personality trait that you know me very well, you will know I am all, arguably to a fault tenacious. Um, and this is actually Cassidy's words um, because I've been tenacious in school. Like basically nothing will ever stop me from getting what I want. Um, tenacious in business, tenacious in opening a practice, tenacious sometimes in my marriage, which is where it ends up being an issue because it can be very inflexible and very stubborn. And I will push, I will push and push until I sometimes push too far. Um, but <laughs> loud, outgoing, tenacious. Yeah, and hardworking and giving. I could, I could list a lot. I mean, he was, oh, Ryan's being very humble right now, but he's got a lot of words, um, you know. So what has been some of your favorite projects going into community and kind of giving back? What have been some of your favorite projects that you've done with the community or nonprofits? What are some of the, your favorites um, out there that you've done? You know what? I'm actually going to do a throwback project, and it's to undergrad, to college in Nebraska. Um, I was involved with an organization called The Big Event, and the big event was a one-day volunteering blitz that I was on the board of directors for as the logistics chair, which is insane because the logistics behind it were nuts. Um, because it was on a college campus, I think we had something like 5,000 students that um, signed up. I mean, we were, I was Greek, and so we had like all the different fraternities and sororities and all the different on-campus organizations would sign up with big teams of people. And then we would partner these big teams of volunteers with big projects in the community that needed done. Whether that might be picking up trash along the road or painting an old lady's house or helping clean up the zoo. Or it was both private and public and commercial projects with volunteers. We correlated then and connected 5,000 volunteers. With like it was something like 150 different volunteering projects and all went out in one day and just knocked out all of the projects. Uh, and then came back, had a big, we had a live concert and had a big project, like party and dinner and everything like that. Um, that was really cool. Cause the impact that you got to see mm -hmm. because it was so condensed into one day um, was one of my favorite projects that I've ever worked on. Um, and I would, I would honestly love to try to do something like that in Coeur d'Alene. Have you ever done the United Way Day of Giving? Yes, it is very similar to that. No, I have not because I'm always out of town. Oh. Um, it, is, it is very similar. And uh, now that you say that, I absolutely want to be involved in that moving forward. Perfect. Yeah, that's, that's actually, that's a great one. Um, so leadership, let's go back to leadership. So you, are you and Cassie are very involved in some leadership and coaching and you guys really uh, work on that personal development. What would yeah. you say um, maybe one or two things that are most important, important things that people need to know about leadership or be, being a successful leader? Mm. I know there's probably a lot, but just give me a couple. Okay. Um, I think one of my favorite ones that I probably share the most often is um, a lot of people are familiar with the five love languages mm -hmm. for relationships. Um, when you are leading a team, your team will have love languages too. Not from the romantic sense, but from the interworking in a business on a team sense of one person's high value for a reward might be time off. Another person's might be money. Another person's might be recognition. Another person's might be advancement. And so understanding your individual team members and how they feel 
appreciated and they, how they feel gratitude is a very important thing. Cause you can completely miss the mark if you're just trying to, you know, bonus everybody, or if you're just trying to give people a pizza party or whatever it may be. Right. Um, and so understand your team's love languages. Um, and you can, you can even take the original five love languages quiz because it gifts of service, um, or sorry, act, acts of service, gifts, um, quality time, physical touch, obviously probably physical touch, maybe not so much in the workplace, um, but <laughs> some of those will be applicable and you can even make up your own, right? Or be bonuses, advancement, paid time off, and then ask them how they, how they resonate best with that. Um, so that would probably be number one. And then I'd say number two would be making sure that you create a culture of raw honesty um, because I have seen things, seen relationships, seen, te seen teams erode from the inside when resentment is held for too long. And so if you can create that culture of very honesty, very honest, very transparent, very clear, one of um, Cassidy's favorite quotes is clear is kind um, and because she's very straightforward. She's very black and white. I tend to sugarcoat and I tend to go around things. She is very direct. Um, but you will create a culture where your team can feel like they can talk to you um, and giving them the space and availability to do that. Um, you know, whether that be like, a, hey, you know, every month we have a, a just a sit down. We all just talk about how the last month has gone and and things that worked well and things that didn't work well and what we've been upset about, what has been good uh, and creating that open communication um, will go very, very far in keeping a well-oiled, smooth, um, happy, loving and appreciated team. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, so if people want to get a hold of you or want to come see you, what are the best ways to get a hold of uh, Beyond Bones and Ryan Bones? Okay. If you want to get a hold of me uh, directly, um, easiest way is probably my email, drbones at gobeyondbones.com. Uh, you can also find me on social media, basically everywhere. Um, although I've been shying away from that. I, I told Tabitha when, when she asked me to do this, I was like, okay, but that's be one of the first things back I've done in a while because I've been living underground for the last month, um, just kind of yeah. with my head down and my blinders on of working on the practice. Um, and so I'm, I'm coming back though. I'm coming out of my hole. Um, no more six weeks of winter. I'm going to be more active on social now in the next, next few months. Um, so you can find me on social media. My Instagram is at DR Ryan bone. Um, find me on Facebook. I'm a public profile. So, um, I think I was maxed out on friends for a while, but I think then I deleted a bunch of people. And so, uh, especially now it's a good time oh, to delete yeah. some people. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I might have a friend request, but even, even not, you can still message me. Um, and then if you want to get into the practice, as I said before, we're, we're a ways out. So I'd highly recommend getting established as, as quickly as possible before it's emergency. Um, because once it's an emergency, it's going to be really hard to make things work. Um, so call the office. Our office number is 208-209-5551. You can also email us at frontdesk at gobeyondbones.com or check out the website gobeyondbones.com, um, which will actually, uh, well, no, I'll save that for a later date, but we got some cool changes coming to the website. Um, and so get a hold of us. Just let us know that you're interested in becoming a patient here. 
we do things a little bit differently. I'm a neurologically specialized chiropractor, meaning that I don't just jump on people's backs. Um, what we do here is designed to look at how the spine affects the nervous system and not only how that affects aches and pains and movement, but also the communication between our brain and our bodies so that my job truly is to help make sure that your body is functioning at 100% uh, so that you can live the life you deserve without it holding you back. And so uh, if that sounds like something you're interested in, you let us know. We would love to get you onboarded so we can get you better. Perfect. So leave us with one piece of positive advice. Give that there, everyone's watching, listening, um, one piece of advice um, as we go into the world today. I'm, I'm going to talk, the first thing that popped in my mind is the circle we surround ourselves with. Um, I think it's a good time to reflect on who we are surrounding ourselves with in this day and age. Um, if you do not feel pulled up by the people that you surround yourself with, inevitably you're likely being pulled down. Um, I, the, the old quote is that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time around. Um, that's absolutely true. Or if you're not the smartest or and depending on what your goals are, if you're not the smartest or most successful person in the room, you're probably in the wrong room. Um, I, I believe all of those. Um, and, and another one that I think is really hard for people is people, it's hard for them to let relationships go that may not be serving them anymore um, because we feel committed um, simply because of the time we've invested up to that point. Yeah. And unfortunately, that is not always going to be what is best for you moving forward in your life. And it sometimes creates very hard decisions. Um, but a quote that Cass and I have been remembering a lot lately is um, the people who got you here may not be the people to get you there. Yeah. And so you, you have to reflect on who you're surrounding yourself with uh, and make sure that there are people who only lift you. I love that. That's per and that's perfect. I think I needed to hear that one too. So Ryan, thank you so much for giving me your time and uh, go have a great day. Hey, absolutely. I'm going to go do a bunch of administrative work in my office all day today because hashtag it never stops. <laughs> that's thank you, Ryan. You know what? You're very welcome for having me on. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tabitha Crock, and if you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify to keep up to date on every Monday and Friday. Monday, we will talk to a different community member here in North Idaho, and then we'll end the weeks with the things that I'm passionate about, traveling, outdoors, adventures, the van life, sports, and of course, some current events. So thank you so much again, and we'll see you next time.